The Lord spoke to me and told me some things. He said, you'll begin to write with a new anointing. And through the music and through the singing as you minister forth, my anointing will flow out from you. Those who believe that and receive that anointing will be healed in their body. Financial need will be met. Harmony will come to the home. The yoke of bondage will be broken because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I'm David Engels, and this is the Hour of Anointing. Jesus, 
Praise your wonder-working name. Jesus, you're my glory, lifter of my head. Jesus, great physician, balm in Gilead. You to whom my life belongs, you're my Lord, my strength, my song, Praise your wonder-working name. Oh, Jesus, praise your wonder-working name. Genesis 24 and 40, And he said unto me, The Lord before whom I walk will send his angel with thee, and prosper thy way. Did you know it's God's will for you and me to prosper? That's right. Genesis 39 and 3. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. Joshua 21 and 45. There failed not aught of any good thing which the Lord had spoken unto the house of Israel. All came to pass. Uh, Joshua 1 and 8, this book of the law, or this Bible, this word of God, shall not depart out of thy mouth. In the Rotherham translation, it says, it must not cease out of your mouth. A little bit clearer there. When you'd read this here, it might sound like, the, well, you need to get in your mouth and keep your mouth closed. So it won't come out. <laughs> but in the Hebrew, the, um, Rotherham is a Hebrewist, and that translation says, this book of the law uh, must not depart out of thy mouth, but thou must uh, talk to thyself therein day and night. So we're to talk the word of God to ourselves day and night, just mull it over, muse it over, over and over again, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, that is, by rolling that over and over in your, on your lips, in your mouth, and, and in your thoughts, and, and, and just hearing yourself speak that softly, then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then... Then, that's after we've meditated, then we'll make our way prosperous and have good success. You must now plant a financial seed to get a great financial harvest. Does that seem right? <laughs> well, to the renewed mind it does. Second Corinthians 9 and 10 of the Living Bible, For God will give you seed to plant and will make it grow. That's a promise of God to us. He gives us seed to the sower, bread to the eater, and we plant that seed and that seed will grow. For some reason, uh, the time never seems right for giving. There's always some circumstance to hinder us. It may be that it's tax time. It may be pending layoffs at the job where you work. Uh, your car may need unexpected repairs. The children need school clothing, need shoes. Even Christmas, the celebration of the Lord's birthday, can hinder some folks from giving to God. God understands there is never a convenient time for giving. That's why he gave us some instructions. And I'm going to read his instructions from Ecclesiastes 11, verses 4 and verse 6. He that observeth the wind shall not sow, and he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thine hand, for thou knowest not whither whither shall prosper, either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. Uh, 
So I just mean just start sowing and keep on sowing. There it is. The farmer that observes the adverse circumstances of nature will never plant his seed. There's never a perfect day for sowing in the natural. This same principle applies to the believer who plans to give a, a good financial gift to God. You must press on into it even though it's not a convenient moment or a convenient season seemingly. Press on in to give your gift to God. Isaac had to disregard every adverse condition to obey God in his sowing. We read about it in Genesis 26. The entire nation was in a death grip of drought and famine. And uh, not only was the weather bad for sowing, but the wells. Uh, the Bible tells about uh, those that were jealous and envious and you might say enemies uh, of Isaac. You know, f had, had filled in the wells of Abraham. They, they'd put dirt in the well, just filled them back up. And by faith, Isaac, he paid no attention to these bad circumstances he simply obeyed God and sowed. There was no natural reason to justify the release of his seed that he had into his hands into seemingly a parched earth because it was drought there. No man with good sense or any regular farmer would not waste his seed on that hardened ground. But Isaac had more than good sense to go on. He had more sense than the heathen did for they only had the five senses that they depended upon. Isaac had what we call a sixth sense. He had faith in his God. It's not really a sense, but he had, he had something more than the five senses to go on. Even in his seemingly impossible circumstances, Isaac's faith held on to God's word. No matter how futile it seemed, he planted anyway. He did not plant in desperation, but he planted with his faith, used his faith. He had faith in God's instructions. God had told him what to do. Then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year an hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great, for he had possession of flocks and possession of herds and great store, or a lot of goods stored up. Uh, he had servants. He had many servants. And the Philistines envied him. There's no reason to think this will not work for you, Isaac. Serve the same God that you and I serve right now. God has not changed. In fact, he says that in Malachi 3.6. You want me to read it for you? I am the Lord. I change not. Jesus, our Lord, has not changed. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13 and 8. Isaac operated under the same covenant promises in which you and I operate this day. He was the seed of Abraham. We are the seed of Abraham. Galatians 3.29 lets us know that. If ye be Christ, that means if you're a believer, if we belong to Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Remember the promises to Abraham's seed include the power to get wealth. Deuteronomy 8.18, you remember that? Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy father's as it is this day. The wealth of this promise can come from any number of places. However, the power to get it is activated when you and I plant our financial seed to a financial harvest. What's our scripture? Luke 6, 38. Give it, it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down and shaken together, and running over shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. We must plant our seed. 
Well, from God's viewpoint, this is a great day for planting, for sowing. Isaac sowed in famine, and he reaped a hundredfold in that same year. I'm David Ingalls, and you've been listening to The Hour of Anointing. Today's offer is my instrumental music CD entitled, Refreshing Instrumentals. This is a collection of medleys of several of my songs performed by a full orchestra with Jimmy Kelly at the piano. Your spirit will be stirred, your soul will be refreshed as you listen. Stay tuned for ordering information. To order today's offer and additional David Ingalls products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks, call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for Radio Time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at the same time for the Hour of Anointing with David Ingalls. Let your voice come forth.